do your research and you really feel prepared and then they ask you something that you didn't study and you do. You tend to panic. You tend to tighten up a little bit. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. Coming up later this week, very excited about this, coming up on Wednesday, Dr. Rami Hashish. New type of guest for us. We haven't had anybody in the kinesiology, physical therapy, body movement type realm, and yet we have a lot of people in our audience who have said to me, like, you need to get some of this. We have people who are kinesiology majors who want to work in sports, and yet I haven't had any of those kind of guests on. So Dr. Rami is the founder of the National Biomechanics Institute, and I'm telling you, this guy is crazy engaging, and he knows how to make his subject interesting. What I mean by that is he's not just talking about muscle firing and recovery and training and whatever. He's talking about real tangible ways that the world of biomechanics and kinesiology matters. Like he's tying it into things you're interested in. Like, how is Tom Brady still crushing on the football field? Can these shoes really make your butt look bigger? Like all these really cool angles and, and approaches to the story of biomechanics and recovery and athlete health and mental health. It's a really cool conversation. Dr. Rami's quite a personality. Uh, he's worked in, for pro sports teams in the NFL and the NBA. He does a lot of uh, national media tours when there's a major injury, like when Tiger Woods was in his car crash. He was brought in by USA Today to be a consultant, and he's appeared on the Discovery Channel. Uh, he's been a expert witness on more than a thousand occasions examining injuries in sports. I mean, the guy is really well tapped in, very charismatic, really cool conversation. It kind of covers both, you know, not only if you're interested in working in that field, but just really interesting topics that make you smarter. So make sure to tune into that on Wednesday. Okay. But today we do a fan question. That's our Monday routine. So if you're new to the podcast, understand that on Wednesdays, we do an expert interview, somebody in the industry with a cool job, cool story, something we can really dive into and help you learn more about what it's like to work in sports. And then on Mondays, we do fan questions. So fans write in questions. You can email me at bclap at workinsports.com. I almost said my email wrong. bclap at workinsports.com. That's two P's. You can email me and I will try to get your question on an upcoming show if the question is relevant to a lot of people. And today's question from Allie in Virginia is exactly that. Allie writes, Hey, Brian, love your podcast. Thank you so much for your guidance and expertise. I really appreciate how raw and honest you are. I was blown away by your vulnerability during your tribute to your CEO, John, last week. I think I cried a little and I didn't even know him. I do have a question for you if you have the time to answer. I just had an interview and I was asked a question I was totally unprepared for. I completely bombed it. I have a feeling it'll come up again, so could you maybe help advise? The question was, how would your boss or coworkers describe you? And I basically stared at them and said I had no idea. Please help me for next time. Ali, I am so sorry. Like, it is tough. You go into your prep mode for an interview and you go through all these scenarios and you rehearse these questions and you do your research and you really feel prepared and then they ask you something that you didn't study and you do. You tend to panic. You tend to tighten up a little bit. And that happens and that's part of the learning experience. You're not going to nail every interview. You know, everybody seem, seems to think like they can get in there and just pull it off each time, but it's hard. So give yourself some grace. It is, it is not easy to be on your best answering every question, prepared for everything, never have a slip up moment. So I'm sorry that it didn't go well for you, but give yourself some grace, take a breather. Don't let it like, don't let it snowball. Don't let it snowball into a loss of confidence where you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, the next time something else bad is going to happen. Just let that go. 
You know, channel your inner Ted Lasso with being a goldfish. Hey, Sam, come here a sec. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Ted Lasso is probably the greatest show on television ever. <sighs> Coach, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to go on a tangent here because I had friends talking about Ted Lasso for the last year, and I was like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. And then I finally tuned in and watched it. And I have to tell you, I love the concept of a TV show that isn't just conflict, massive drama, death, destruction, guns, blasting, bombs going off, pandemics, whatever. Like, it's a happy show, but it's also got some meat on the bone. I love it. I love it. But anyway, the, what he says is, You know what the happiest animal on earth is? It's a goldfish. You know why? No. Got a 10-second memory. Be a goldfish, Sam. Which is something we hear in sports all the time, right? Cornerbacks are told all the time, like, you get beat, you got to put it behind you and move on. Use that same concept for yourself, Allie. Give yourself some grace. Learn from that moment, which you're doing right now by trying to improve if this question comes up again, but move past it. Don't let it snowball. Okay, so let's talk about this question. How would your boss or coworkers describe you? Now, this is something that will come up again. This is a pretty common question. This does come out there. And what they're trying to get at is not only, you know, how do you think you are seen by your coworkers, but they also want to hear how you see yourself in the workplace. What are you known for? How would you describe yourself in the workplace? What do you think people think of you? And it's a, really a question about confidence. Uh, you, you must be able to project who you are and what you give off. And a lot of people have a struggle with articulating that. And so we're going to dig into a couple processes here, a couple ideas or options that you can use depending on where your comfort lies. Because everybody's going to handle this question a little bit differently. And what I mean by that is some people aren't comfortable just speculating. They're based in the facts. They're like, I don't really know how my coworkers think of me. So how can I answer this question? And they get locked in their head. So one way to get around that, the one technique that I would give you for that is you can quote a recent performance review. So be comfortable with, you know, maybe you aren't comfortable with speculating on what people think of you. Um, I am. I'm totally happy to say, hey, everybody loves me and this is why they love me because I'm awesome. Uh, but you may be different. You may want to stick right to the facts. Well, if that's the case, then use what you have. You have a work review. So go and reference some points in there of what came up on your most recent review. You're like I can, And you can say it very confidently. Like, I can tell you exactly what my boss thinks of me. I have my most recent performance review. And I'm not saying that you need to have that at your desk, but like you, you may be familiarized with it. Maybe you have a couple notes from that conversation. And you can cite from it and say, in my most recent performance review, my boss said that I was extremely hardworking, that I always show up and I'm dependable, that I'm, I'm, I'm passionate and I lead others or whatever they're saying in there. So that's a comfortable way to handle this if you're not comfortable speculating what people may think about you. Because that is what the question's asking. It's like, well, how do you think your boss or coworkers would describe you? Well, you can guess or you can come at it from a very factual standpoint. I actually think depending on the job you're applying for, this can be a really effective approach. Like if you're applying to be a writer or a journalist or a content creator, then going the factual route could send a good message too and saying like, hey, hey, I'm all about the facts. Like, that's the most important part of this. So you're, you're pulling from that performance review. It's fact-based answering. It's comfortable for most people. So that's one way to do it. Another way you can do it is you can discuss a specific project you worked on 
or a specific accomplishment and describe how people reacted to it. So again, rather than just speculating on certain terms and saying like, oh, everybody would think I'm, you know, gregarious and I'm charismatic and I bring my best and I'm passionate, you know, like that's speculation. And then that's a fair answer. I mean, I might handle it that way. But if you're not comfortable with that, talk about a specific project you worked on and the feedback you got. You know, if you worked on something that you're really proud of, discussing the answer in this way serves two purposes. You get to tell them, I worked on this amazingly intense project that I'm really proud of, which goes to your skills and your work product, which is great, right? You're weaving in things you've accomplished in the conversation, which is a great way to to really convince them that not only you're answering the question, but you're going a layer deeper. And then you can talk about how people reacted. So if you had to come up with a marketing strategy for the following year, and you put this massive project together and you're explaining to them, like, we went through data metrics and we pulled in this and we did audience surveys and blah, blah, blah. And the feedback I got from my CEO or my boss or my whoever, my coworkers was, this was one of the best pieces of work we've ever had done. So I feel like my coworkers would say that I'm a hard worker who can really deliver the goods. I mean, wow, what an amazing answer, right? I'd hear that and I'd be like, you just proved to me you can not only do the job, but you had a positive response to the work you did and people feel confident in the work that you do. It's a really, really power move. And on top of that, again, you're sticking to the facts, right? It doesn't have to be uncomfortable for you. Now, the third way, and this is how most people would answer it, but I don't know, the more I talk about it, I kind of like the first two versions better. And I might even change my approach here um, because I think I would answer it in this way. But have three traits in your mind for how you think you are perceived and then give examples to hammer at home. Here's what I mean. So if you go into any kind of an interview, you should know like what are your main differentiating traits? Like what makes you special and different and stand out and all of those things? Well, if you know those things, you should have examples to back them up. So it's not just puffery. It's not just words, not just adjectives. You have something to back it up. And if you can do that, that's how you hammer home how you are perceived by your coworkers. So if I come out and say, I think they believe that I would be a leader and here's why. And I think they would believe that I'm hardworking and here's why. And I believe that they would think I'm detail-oriented and here's why. I can give examples again. Again, you're, you're being able to give reasons and experiences and accomplishments by also answering their question. You're giving them what they want, but even going a layer further. If you can do any one of those three techniques, Al, you're going to be in a much better position than staring back at them and saying, I have no idea. Because that might be a fair answer. You might not have an idea what they really think about you, but stick to what you do know. You do know the projects you've done. You do know your, your performance reviews. You do know stories of accomplishment and how people reacted to them. So leverage those things in the conversation and you'll be in a much better place when this question comes up the next time because it is a very common question. You need to be prepared for it. So, Ali, thank you for your question. I hope we gave you some insight that will prepare you for the next time. Remember, everybody, to tune in to Dr. Rami Hashish on Wednesday. It's a really great interview, and we've got a lot more lined up, too, that you'll really enjoy. So thank you for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Enjoy football training camp. Peyton Manning's speech last night at the Football Hall of Fame was really cool. There's a lot of fun things going on right now. The Olympics are wrapping up. We're heading into football season. It's a good time to be in sports. Thanks for listening, everybody. 